0: Good morning, everybody. This is Rashad Gibson, your host of Gospel Thoughts, episode number 24. You know, today I was going back and forth on should I finish up my the second half of the last podcast that I did about a day ago in which I was discussing um, the influence in the control within Satan's kingdom, the core component, which is the occult, and how the occult, whether it's through witchcraft, sorcery, divination, wizardry, all these different forms that are found within the occult, that they all pretty much revolve around three main elements, domination, manipulation, and control, or rather, and intimidation. And when you begin to understand how all those elements work, then you begin to understand, by and large, what is going on today in society. As I stated in that last podcast, you don't have to see someone waving a magic wand. You don't have to see somebody um, performing some type of blood ritual. You don't have to see somebody um, particularly saying abracadabra or anything like that. Although those things do really happen within a lot of these Uh, occult societies or witches' covens and things of the sort. But usually what we begin to see is the fruit of what is happening from those particular rituals, from those particular activities or um, spells or curses or whatever you want to call it. And it takes the form of this very, very I would say nefarious component of control over people's minds and over people's behaviors that at times is very unexplainable. It's it's very irrational to a great degree. I can remember, and this is recently, um, getting into debate to individuals and just arguing from a rational perspective, especially the things that are going on now with facts and data, and et cetera, et cetera. And usually what happens is A person just responds, responds not with facts and with rationale, but they respond out of emotion, sheer emotion. And that sheer emotion has nothing to do with any rational facts or data. What what has happened is they have been essentially programmed, whether it be by the news media, whether it be by what's on social media or whatever, and not really thinking logically or critically about what they're trying to retort back, and is filled with just an, an even, best way to put it an emotive response. Does not correspond with any type of rationale. That usually is a effect of somebody who has been programmed, brainwashed, in short, they have been manipulated and controlled in one way, shape, or form. And I and I will suggest to you that this is happening on, on a grand scale within our nation. Even when you begin to look at, for instance, in Revelation, let me just turn in for a quick second. In Revelation chapter 18, verse 23, And this particular text, it really begins to um, point to or reveal what is going to be happening in the end of the end of the end times or the last of the last of the last days. Now, I'm just going to read uh, verse 23 of chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. And it says, the light of a lamp will shine in you no more, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. Now, again, when you begin to look at this particular text, this context, it's really beginning to speak upon the fall of mystery babylon. The mystery of Babylon, some people think it's a particular city, some people think it's a it's a system, some people think it's a location, whatever it may be. However you want to interpret however you want to interpret what Babylon is, it is a, a tangible reality that's going to be happening upon the earth. In, in my view, I think this is this is a a picture of what the world is and what, it, what it's really turning into in that it will be under occult control in a very subtle manner. And we begin to look at verse 23 when it talks about the great ones and these merchants. I find it very ironic that in today we have what they call or what we have, what is the label is the globalist elite. the are very, very uber rich, the ultra rich who have tremendous control over finance, over industry, over entertainment. These are the people who really set the agenda, if you will, um, bankers, et cetera, who set the agenda for the world. And it's no coincidence that in that same particular text, it talks about how the nations were deceived by your, or one can even say their, sorcery. Why would it say that? Why would it say that the nations are deceived by their sorcery? Well, because I believe that's just about what is happening. Folks are incredibly deceived by Sorcery. You know, there are so many different examples of this when I think about it. You even look at music when the power of music, whether it be hip hop or pop culture or um, you know R and B, rock and roll, whatever. Even even a lot of the movies, the entertainers, the entertainment industry as a whole with actors, actresses it's incredible how especially over the last last decade at least but going further back to that I mean you can even look back in the 60s but now it's really beginning to get promoted that is you know the occult that is you know um satan's primary you know his his, his core um unit if you will I mean you see it being flashed. you know even hip hop video 666 and you know you even have you know some of these quote unquote pop culture individuals like Lady Gaga who wear upside down crosses covering up the right eye or left eye whatever eye it is um, posing drinking blood and you have the, the correlation with Maria Abramovich talking about spirit cooking and I mean, you have a lot of examples of how Luciferianism in the occult is becoming more and more mainstream. And it's a conditioning. It's a conditional conditioning. Very similar to that of how here in, in the United States, how homosexuality was a slow cooking of conditioning. One could even begin say it really began probably back in the 60s, 70s. 80s, And then it really exploded in the early 2000s. And then when Barack Obama took office and spearheaded the whole push to have um, homosexual marriage passed through the Supreme Court, it just exploded big time now. Now it's in schools and gay history and all this other stuff, trying to indoctrinate our kids to believe it. And best believe the same thing is happening with Luciferianism. You, you see, it, it's beginning to really show up on the cultural end of things to music through entertainment, um, to quote unquote art through Marie Maria Abramovich, how, how, who is always showing up amongst these elite individuals, um, even though she's a flat out witch. Um, so you can, you can view these things or see these things just unfolding before our very eyes. And I think a lot of people, the one of the reasons why I think a lot of people do not pick up on this steady, steadily growing influence of the occult is a major part of it is the reason why people are not picking up on it is because they've been programmed to believe that it's make-believe, that it's false, that these things aren't really real, that these things are just make-believe. And a lot of that goes back to our childhood. You know, it goes back to Disney. Disney as Disney has depicted witches, warlocks, sorcerers, wizards, as just being make believe, make believe characters. That these things or these people aren't very bad, or not they don't exist, or you know it's evil. Then you tap on Halloween and we make fun of it. We be is make believe and all this other stuff, but it's really real. In fact, tomorrow is. May 1st which is one of the highest satanic holidays belt belt tain amongst the occult but again we have been trained to believe that this is not a real reality we've been we've been trained primarily through what the media has told us they and and then even if i speak this way if someone catches wind of it, usually what will happen is they'll say, oh, he's a kook. Even though these realities are really happening within our society, within our culture. In fact, I pulled up a couple of articles about how there's been an explosion of the occult with witches in the United States. Like, th- these things are even being reported even by mainstream sources. But usually, we just don't pay any mind of it because, again, we have been programmed to believe that these things really aren't true, but they're slowly creeping into the mainstream of society. So in saying all that, whenever you begin to see this, the mainstream of uh, Luciferianism creeping into society, that should be a red flag that there's something going on In the spirit is showing up naturally in such a way that should clue us in to the day and time in which we're living. And in my estimation, I do believe that we are living in the last of the last days. I don't know when the Lord's going to come back. It could be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years or 40 years. I don't know. But I do believe that we are living in a time in which there is significant transitioning going on. And I do believe that eventually the United States of America will be no longer. It will be a part of a global state. And that global state is going to be headed by one particular governor. And that governor is going to be the Antichrist. And that governor is going to have many other uh, subordinates underneath him that will rule over the different regions of the world. But in saying that, that brings me to the reality or the, um, the practicality of how this may particularly look with the Antichrist. As I said before, the Antichrist is going to be very, very deceitful. He's not going to be someone that's going to show up with a pitchfork in his hand and horns. He's going to be an individual that is very, very likable. He's going to be an individual that's going to be very, very appealing. He's going to be an individual that's very, very personable. And he's going to have a propaganda campaign that you have not, you have not ever seen. Every news network is going to be behind this man. I can almost guarantee it. Every mainstream media network, whether it be CNN, MSNBC, Fox, uh, CNBC, you name it. He's going to be so appealing because he's going to be a fan of man. You know, just like from that movie, um, was it The Devil's, Devil's Advocate? And I think it was Robert, it's a Robert, no, it's Al Pacino who played um, Satan. And he said, I'm a fan of man. And that's who he's going to be. He's going to be an individual that's going to show up. He's going to do very, very um, um humanitarian type of th- things. He's going to you know, be feeding the poor and he's going to be uh, eradicating poverty or attempting to eradicate poverty. He's going to be bringing peace to different uh, conflicting nations and wars and things like that. He's going to be an individual that's going to be, it's going to be hard to say anything bad about him, initially at least. It's going to be very difficult. And then, not only is he going to do those type of things, he's going to be a person that he's going to make sin enjoyable, even more enjoyable than what it is. So if you want to freely you know, swap partners and have sensuality and, and immorality and homosexuality, all these different expressions of perversions of sex, he's going to be okay with that. And it's going to be... It's it's going to be communicated in such a deceitful way that to many people it's going to make sense. But not only is he going to have that type of appeal about himself, he's also going to have, as the Bible states, supernatural powers. He's going to be doing signs and wonders and miracles and, and all these different things that is really going to woo people. And that CNN's going to report on it. MSNBC is going to report on all these signs, miracle and wonders this, this guy is doing. And people are literally going to believe that he is a god. That is the type of appeal he's going to have. But it's going to be all in the power, as the Bible says, in the power of Satan. Literally, the power of the occult. The power of sorcery. That's what he's going to be moving in. And the frightening thing is I thought about this on two ends. Number one, this is a controversial part. We're both the controversial parts, but it's my podcast so I can say this. You know, I thought I said, you know, as being an African-American and being a part of the African-American community my entire life, one of the things that I, I can recognize is this. We as African Americans will get behind our own people. We will get behind. If there's someone that's African-American that's running for office, we're going to get behind them because he's African-American. If there is somebody that is that has you know pulled up the bootstraps and made it in life, we're going to support them just about if whatever they're successful in, even though it may strike against our values. It's the fact that they are African-American and they have made it. And but then I thought, that's a very very dangerous way. That's a very dangerous game to play, especially if the person in which we're supporting is supporting antichrist values, antichrist morality, and just have the wrong perspective. We would be very foolish to support anybody that is just that is that is African American just because they're African American. That's very, very foolish because I, I begin to think what if the Antichrist was, say he was an African-American, say he was just black, he was a person of color and he stepped on the scene doing all these incredible works and all these incredible signs and all these incredible wonders and, and then you have all your celebrities, your favorite rappers, your favorite singers, your favorite actors touting this man's praise. Do you know how easily deceived you would be? I would would say more than likely 95% to 98% of black folks would be deceived. Do you disagree with me? Or do you say, yeah, that's probably about right. I can say that because I see it all the time. And I know when this individual steps on the scene, he is going to be incredibly convincing, regardless of his skin color, because the fact of the matter is, if you have the spirit of Antichrist already inside of you, inside of you, you are going to be drawn to him anyway. You would say the spirit of Antichrist inside, of you, what are you talking about? Well. According to First John, John says that the spirit of Antichrist has already went out into the world. It's almost like saying that, you know, you know how Jesus talks about how there's going to be a marriage supper. There's going to be a, a time, there's going to be a point in time when he returns that we're going to have the marriage supper with the lamb. There's going to be a great gathering. That the church, the bride of Christ, is going to be united to Christ in such a way, it's going to be like a marriage ceremony. It's going to be absolutely incredible, because we have His Spirit. The Bible even talks about in Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians one, it talks about how the Spirit, uh, how the Holy Spirit has been deposited in us, guaranteeing the things to come. So on one hand, we see the Holy Spirit being deposited in us, because yeah, there's going to come a point in time. Or in eternity, that we're gonna be united to Christ in such a way is gonna be absolutely incredible. And that point in time is going to be the marriage supper, the 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 marriage ceremony, if you will, to the Lamb, the church and in, in Jesus Christ, Lord the Lord our God. But on the flip side, Satan's gonna have a marriage ceremony marriage ceremony too. When the Antichrist appears very similar to like how Jesus is going to appear for the church. The Antichrist is going to appear and he's going to have a marital union with those who belong to him. Because you got to see the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. Read 1 John. So the people who have that spirit of Antichrist in them are going to be drawn to him. It's almost like how some people say it's you know um, what do they say? It's A match made in heaven well this will be a match made in hell you will literally be drawn to your quote-unquote soulmate now that's a frightening thing to think about but it's true in the way you can examine that right now is you begin to ask yourself the, the basic fundamental question Am I now drawn to Antichrist influences? Am I now drawn to Antichrist values? Can I even distinguish what an Antichrist value and Antichrist influence is? And if I can distinguish those things, am I drifting in that direction? Because if you are drifting in that direction, guess what? When he appears, you're going to go right along up to him. You're going to worship him. And you will willingly get the mark of the beast. It won't even be a begrudgingly thing. You just go along with it. And see, these things will all be under the, the helm, of sorcery, you're being not only mind control, you're being totally supernaturally deceived. And many people will be in union with the beast. So, in saying that, where do you stand? If you, if one, if you can look back and see the trail of your life, where is that trail leading to, or leading from? Is it really leading? Into the kingdom of God, or is it leading towards the kingdom of Satan? Look at your lifestyle. You know, I don't, again, and I, said, and I said before, I don't care if you go to church. Please, I don't care. I don't really care. I do not care. I don't. I don't care what denomination you are. I, you can be Baptist. You can be uh, Presbyterian. You can be charismatic. You can be reformed. Those labels don't mean nothing. Look at the evidence of your life. Have you been regenerated by the Holy Spirit? Have you been born again? Where where does your passion lie? What are those expressions of your passion? Are Are they really underhinged and undergirded with Jesus? Or is it just everything the world promotes you go with, you don't think twice about it, and then you oppose those who do stand up for what's right? Again, church affiliation doesn't mean anything. You can, go to, you can go to church your whole entire life and end up in hell. That don't mean a thing. This thing think about it for a minute. Judas, who walked with Jesus for almost three and a half years, was as close to Jesus as you can be, in at least physically. In fact, I think there's evidence to, to suggest that He may have been a lot more closer than we think because when you look at Judas at the Last Supper, he was sitting just about right next to Jesus on his left side. He was pretty close, at least sitting in that setting. And even when you go into something, Acts 1 or Acts 2, and apparently there was a lot of discussion about Judas because people were, I guess, so... um, it was so unexpected that Judas would not only turn on Jesus, but then he also committed suicide and people were taken back by that. And Peter stood up and rebuked them because of that. So I think in reality, I think Judas was, was probably a very, very um, potentially charismatic individual in the sense that he was very like, whoa, this guy can really preach. Well, he can, he's doing signs and miracles and everything. And, You know, he has to be a follower of Jesus, but then he turns around and he turns on Jesus. And then goes off and commits suicide. So, again, your church affiliation doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Are you faithful to the king? Will you be faithful to the king? And I can tell, I can tell you right now, there are many of you that some of the things that you are passionate about and support. I tell you what. At the very least, it's a frightening thing to say, to see. For believers, to think the way some of you think. Again, I'm not the ultimate judge. I can't judge if you're in Christ or not. But when it comes to the view of what the things that we ought to be, we ought to be supporting, and ought to be passionate about. From my observation, it appears that you're on the wrong side of the coin. Nevertheless, again, examine your heart, examine your life, examine your values. What are you really living for? Is it for Jesus? Is it for a political party? Does your political affiliation outdistance your faithfulness to Jesus? Does your political affiliation have a louder voice than Jesus Christ? Does your political affiliation dominate the discourse in your life in the sense of, do you regurgitate, I want you to think about this for, a moment, for a moment, do you regurgitate anti-God, anti-Christ talking points from anti-God, anti-God, anti-Christ news networks? Are those your talking points? Are those the points within you that you share with others? Do you steal their points? You say, these are my points. I, you know, embrace these points without even thinking about critically what you're talking about and not even, not even, um, thinking through, do these talking points that these anti-God, anti-Christ news networks not even thinking about, do these do these talking points ram against my own convictions and values? We gotta begin to think about these types of things, friends, because I believe that we, by and large, I think a lot of us don't. And I think that's very dangerous. All right, guys. And know there were some other things. It's so funny. When I did this podcast, when I started this podcast, I was going to talk about something else, which I'll probably talk about tomorrow. But it appears the spirit of God has led me into finishing up uh, the second half of the podcast I did yesterday. Um... Tomorrow or the day after, probably tomorrow, I will probably do another podcast and talk about some things that are going here, going on with me locally in the state I'm living in. And actually, no, it's not just locally; it's actually nationally, really. Depending on where you're at, uh, in regards to the new mandate that's going to be that's going to be rolled out, that is, it's called contact tracing, in which the government will begin to trace individuals who've been infected with. COVID-19 and to trace all their contacts, which is extremely, extremely unconstitutional, intrusive, and very, very scary. And I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow and the things I'm doing in my state and to encourage you guys to do the same in your state. If you want to have any lick of freedom that has been given to us by God. So anyway. God bless you guys. I love you guys. Subscribe to the channel. Share the content. Leave a comment and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Alright. Be blessed.